Welcome to Positively 365, a podcast by Joe Wattis. We wish to entertain, instruct, and motivate. If nothing else, hopefully we can entertain and inspire you to live a more positive life 365 days a year. We hope you enjoy this message. Three men died on Christmas Eve and were met by St. Peter at the pearly gates. In honor of this holy season, St. Peter said, you must each possess something that symbolizes Christmas to get into heaven. The first man fumbled through his pockets and pulled out a lighter. He flicked it on. It represents a Christmas candle, he said. St. Peter replied, you may pass through the pearly gates. The second man reached into his pocket and pulled out a set of keys. He shook them and said, These are my jingle bells. St. Peter looked at him and said, You may pass through the pearly gates. The third man was frantic. He searched and searched and searched desperately through his pockets. He finally pulled out a pair of ladies' sunglasses. St. Peter looked at the man and, and raised an eyebrow and said, And just what do those sunglasses symbolize? The man looked at St. Peter and said, They're carols. As the song says, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Like many people, I absolutely love this time of year. The Christmas season is so full of meaning and symbolism. Even with all the activity, the hustle and bustle, People are a bit more kind and gentle. The Christmas spirit is all around us. Children get so excited and caught up in the magic of this special season. It's a time for miracles, a time for generosity, a time for family, friends, and parties. But what is behind this special holiday? Of course, it celebrates the birth of Jesus, the single event that has forever changed human history. In today's episode of Positively 365, we will examine three lessons that the Christmas season can teach us all. These lessons, if taken to heart, can help us live a more positive life. This episode will end with a modern parable describing the true meaning of this holy day. But first, we have our trivia question for the day. Are you ready for it? Here it is. In the television special, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, what three words best describe the Grinch? We will have the answer when we come back. Welcome back. Do you know the answer to today's trivia question? The question was, in the television special, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, what three words best describe the Grinch? The answer, stink, stank, stunk. Yes, he was a mean one, Mr. Grinch, and he stink, stank, stunk. Now you know. As most people know, 
Christmas celebrates the birth of the Messiah. This single historical event has forever changed human history. The meaning of the event and the season has many lessons for all of us. Today, we will examine just three lessons from Christmas that can help us to live a more positive life. Christmas lesson number one. God does not judge as we do. When God became human, he did not do it the way many of us would have. He was born not in a palace, not in a royal household, not in a fancy capital city. No, he was born in an insignificant corner of the world. His birth was an event that was unnoticed by most. God works like that. He comes not in some mighty whirlwind, but in a still, small voice. The work of God goes unnoticed by many people who are not attuned to looking for it. The first lesson of Christmas is that God does not judge as we do. We can attune ourselves to God and God's ways. We can learn to notice God working silently and quietly every day in our lives all around us. Christmas lesson number two. There is real irony in the time that God became human. According to the prophet Isaiah, there is the prophecy predicting the birth of the Messiah. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, it says this, For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. In Luke chapter 2, verse 14, it tells us that when the angels announced the birth of Jesus, they appeared and said, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to men of good will. It is clear that God became human to bring the gift of peace. But there is an issue here. God could have become human at any time in human history, but he chose this time in the first century of the Common Era. Historians tell us that this time in human history was a special time. Jesus was born during the reign of the emperor Octavian Augustus in an insignificant corner of the Roman world. This period has been dubbed the period of Pax Romana, Roman peace. This 200-year period was a period of unprecedented peace. There were no civil wars and no major conflicts. For the most part, the world was at peace. And God chooses this time to bring the gift of peace? Peace would be, seem to be something that the world of this time period did not really need. Unless, unless there is a lesson here. And there is. By becoming human, God teaches us that true peace is something different. God does not give peace as the world gives peace. 
The world understands peace as an absence of war, a lack of any conflicts. However, the peace that Christ gives us goes much deeper than that. The peace of Christ is an internal reality. It comes from within. As such, it is independent of any external circumstances. Because a Christian can access the peace of Christ as an internal reality, that Christian can face the conflict that may come as the world resists and rejects this view. So this second lesson of the Christmas season is that we can access the true peace that Christ came to bring us, a peace that comes from within. Christmas lesson number three. What exactly is Jesus' birthday? We all know that Christmas celebrates the birth of Jesus. As a child, I remember being in a Sunday school class where we actually had a cake and sang happy birthday to Jesus. And yet, do you realize that we don't really know the actual birthday of Jesus? For the early Christians, and for us today, what was most important was that Jesus was born, not necessarily what day he was born. Of course, we celebrate that day on December 25th. But in fact, we can say with relative certainty that Jesus was probably not born in December. How can we say that? If we take the story in the Gospel of Luke literally, we see that Jesus was born at a time when the angels announced it to the shepherds who were tending their flocks in the fields at night. In that culture, in those times, the shepherds would not have been in the fields with their flocks in the winter. They did that in the spring when the ewes were birthing their lambs. So this little detail, taken at a literal level, would have us recognizing Jesus' birthday in the springtime. But we celebrate the birth of Jesus in December. There is, I think, an important lesson here. The actual birthday of Jesus comes just a few days after the winter solstice, December 21st, in the Northern Hemisphere. Just what is the winter solstice? It is the time at the very heart of the winter season. The days leading up to the solstice get shorter and shorter, while the days after the solstice get longer and longer. Another way to say this is to recognize that the nights leading up to the winter solstice get longer and longer, while the nights after the solstice get shorter and shorter. Here is the Christmas lesson to celebrating Christmas on December 25th, so close to the winter solstice. Just when the night was the longest... When the world was at its darkest, a new day dawned and a new light was born. The lesson is this. When your life is darkest, when your night is its longest, new light is born. Jesus comes. 
He is the light of the world. He is Emmanuel, God with us. And because he came, the darkest night is not dark anymore. These are some of the important lessons of Christmas. God does not judge things as we do. God came to bring us real peace. God comes to us in the midst of our darkness. My wish for you is that you find and celebrate this true meaning of this great feast. We will conclude this episode with a modern parable that describes the real reason for Christmas. But first, I would like to take this opportunity to wish you and yours a very merry and blessed Christmas. I am grateful that you spend your podcast time with me. May you and your loved ones find hope and comfort in the joys of this holiday. Merry Christmas. Now, the man to whom I am going to introduce you was not a Scrooge. He was a kind, decent, mostly good man. He was generous to his family and upright in his dealings with other people. But he just didn't believe in all that stuff about God becoming a man, which the churches proclaim at Christmas time. It just didn't make sense, and he was too honest to pretend otherwise. I'm truly sorry to distress you, he told his wife, but I'm not going with you to church this Christmas Eve. He said he'd feel like a hypocrite and that he would much rather stay at home. And so he stayed, and they went to the midnight service. Shortly after the family drove away in the car, snow began to fall. He went to the window to watch the flurries getting heavier and heavier, Then he went back to his fireside chair to read his newspaper. Minutes later, he was startled by the thudding sound at his window. Then another and another. A sort of a thump or a thud. At first, he thought someone must have been throwing snowballs against the living room window. But when he went to the front door to investigate, he found a flock of birds huddled miserably in the snow. They'd been caught in the storm, and in a desperate search for shelter, had tried to fly through the large landscape window. Well, he couldn't let the poor creatures lie there and freeze, so he remembered the barn where his children stabled their pony. That would provide a warm shelter if he could direct the birds to go into it. Quickly, he put on a coat and galoshes, and he trampled through the deepening snow to the barn. He opened the doors wide and turned on a light, but the birds did not come in. He figured food would entice them, so he hurried back to the house, fetched breadcrumbs and sprinkled them on the snow. He made a trail to the brightly lit, wide-open doorway of the stable. But to his dismay, the birds ignored the breadcrumbs and continued to flap around helplessly in the snow. He tried catching them. He tried shooing them 
into the barn by walking around them and waving his arms. Instead, they scattered in every direction except into the warm, lighted barn. And then he realized that they were afraid of him. To them, he reasoned, I am a strange and terrifying creature. If only I could think of some way to let them know that they can trust me, that I am not going to hurt them, but that I am here to help them. But how? Any move he made tended to frighten and confuse them. They just would not follow. They would not be led or shooed because they feared him. If only I could be a bird, he thought to himself, and mingle with them and speak their language. Then I could tell them not to be afraid. Then I could show them the way to be safe and warm in the barn. But I would have to be one of them so that they could see and hear and understand. At that very moment, the church bells began to ring. The sound reached his ears above the sounds of the wind, and he stood there listening to the bells pealing the glad tidings of Christmas. And he sank to his knees in the snow. Now I understand, he whispered. Now I can see why you had to do it. Thank you for joining us today. Please consider taking a moment to like, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. You can also connect with us and join the conversation on Facebook. Just search for Positively 365. We would love to hear from you. So until next time, stay positive today and every day, 365 days a year.